You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 100 of the Fearless Business Podcast. This is Jamie. I'm here with my co-host, Mary. We're even going to let our producer, Don, talk today because we are very excited. Congratulations on 100, Mary. Yay. Congratulations to us. We did it. We did it. Now we're out. So it's good it's good knowing you guys. And um, we're done. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, are you two ding dong celebrating the fact that you went through an intro without messing it up? The first time? <laughs> yes. That too. That's valid. That is valid. That we remembered the number yeah, exactly. of the episode. That's huge. This is progress. Yeah. yeah. Or so, remembered how to say your name or the fact that you have a co-host or how to introduce your co-host. All of it. So I think I think that's what we're going to celebrate today. We we sat and thought long and hard, like, what do you do for 100 episodes? And what should we talk about? And I feel like we should just talk about the journey. There's there's beauty in the mess. <laughs> Look at you getting all that might that might be the title of the episode, Mary. Oh, but yeah, there's beauty. Yeah, in the mess. I love that. So good. good. I mean, there's a reason we keep doing it. We've been title through magician. Yes. I don't think everyone knows you're a title magician. A hundred episodes in, Jamie's a title magician. She she names all of our episodes. I do like to do the names. I'd be like if I wasn't thinking a little bit about SEO, I'd even be more clever with it. But at time, I, people need to know what the episode is actually about. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes I go off the rails. I'm like, that's hilarious. Ways to stop people from listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, name, put it, name the title. Name the, let Jamie name your titles, like un, like unedited. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. There's like a lot to think about. I mean, first of all, I you have not been my co-host the entire time. We had an, right. an epic switch. So we had to go from, we had all those technical difficulties when you switched in, which I think was what, about? It's a year ago. 30, yeah. I was just thinking. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's about 30 episodes ago, give or take. Yeah. And we had major technical problems there were issues with the podcast feed like poor Don was on on the (laughs) phone with like blueberry host support for I don't even know how long um it wasn't anybody's fault it just technology is not always amazing um and so we we actually up until maybe like a few weeks ago we're still (laughs) technical problems it works but like our feed seems to be in like 700 different places but we'll, we'll get there we'll get there 
It's good. So we switched co-hosts. We switched names. We rebranded. There was a lot. A we lot went of we yeah. a lot of things. We went from every week to every other week back to every week. Yeah, that was a big thing to get to every week again. Yeah. Because we both have a lot of other things going on too. So it's like that was tough. But it was it when it was right, I felt like we really were smart about it. Like when it was right, we're like, okay, we can do it. And we set a goal though, a few months we had prior. A goal and we didn't force like we didn't force to do it sooner. I think if we forced to do it sooner, who knows where we would be now, really? Because not at a hundred. I don't know if it would have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's lesson number one. It'll when it when the thing should happen, it will happen. <laughs> oh my goodness! If you say too many of these like woo woo leaning things, I will wonder what happened to Jamie. It's because. <laughs> It's because I um, I haven't happening? slept a lot and uh, I'm getting ready for a long trip. <laughs> so you're true, feeling though. extra connected to I the universe. <laughs> I'm very connected to the universe. I've, that's a sentence I've never said. <laughs> Edit that, Don. I don't. I don't want that out there. I don't want that sound bite out there. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like when you you sort of know when you're ready to make the change that you need to make or or do the thing that needs to get done. It's you just have to pay attention. And it was the time was right for it. And we're we were in a pretty good good groove. We definitely spent we sat and like planned for a day. Um that I was just really beneficial. Kicking and screaming. That's you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was you know, I I actually was fine with planning the content. It's more when I'm like trying to figure out like why I'm doing something or what the long term goal is. But we definitely decided we wanted to feature more business owners. Um, and I think with the Fearless Founder series, which I, the, they're some of my favorite interviews. I love the Fearless Founders. Yeah. They're so good. You can learn so much from just like one person's like journey through finding their company, how they did it. And one theme I've definitely, you know, I've seen a couple of themes through them. And one of the things I've seen is one, it was usually a person who's like, I wish I had this thing and it doesn't exist. So I'm just going to make it. Yes. Out of need, yes. Yes. A million times. Yeah, which is your story. Mine, yeah. Um, and some degree my story. Oh, I need this. Let me just do this again. Let me yeah. just do this and this. And to yeah. some degree Same my story, it's true. And so even just talking to so many of our founders, I've learned that they're just like, yeah, it just something seemed wrong or it didn't seem right. And I was like, guess I'll do it. <laughs> even, even at the How I Built the Summit, that's what most of them said. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. I need this. And they said like, oh, anyone could have done what I did. Yeah, that's not true, though. That's the lesson we need to give to our our fearless founders. Not everyone could have done it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't have your story. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing um, I, th I think from that is I've learned what I love talking most. And I've been talking about this a lot. I just did a fearless founder, an upcoming fearless founder episode. And the one thing we kept talking about is failure, like how these great ideas often come from like epic fails that may have like nothing to do even with your business or something went sideways or even sometimes something went sideways in your business, which then turns something even better. So I love talking to people about you know, resilience after failure. I think that's so important. Or through a major transition. Yep. Mine, I would say, was like major transitions, like having, you know, a baby. That's a transition? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You have the most epic childbirth story. So <laughs> it's not the childbirth. It's having know. a human that suddenly you have to care for. Yeah. <laughs> no know. one tells you. <laughs> I know. I know. And then um, 
yeah, even with my work stuff and leaving, like that was a huge transition. So like, I think it could be failures for sure. Like, or things that are just really like telling you this is not right. Like yes. something is not right. Yeah. Learning to follow your gut for sure. Yeah. Which I think it's hard. You, I, you are very good at that. I try. I'm learning to do that more. It's that's hard. But I like listening and talking to people as they go through that process. And there's sort of like some things in the back of their head going like, do this, do this, or don't do this for that matter. And that was part of us deciding when we were going to go from every two weeks to every week, knowing that we had the the processes in place because you put that together. I didn't have any of that. And so you really spent a ton of time putting those processes in place to make sure that this like goes live with show notes and an image. <laughs> people don't think about that with the podcast. Yeah. I, yeah. That's the thing. I think people don't think about that and they think like, oh, it's, I think people might not realize the investment, like the time investment of like all of those different pieces and what you're willing to do versus what like you hire someone to do. So then there's also the cost associated with it too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, this this part, what we're doing right now, this is the easy part. I could get on a microphone and talk all day, but it's getting the actual podcast both edited, produced. Some people do it on their own. Obviously, we outsource that because that's not something that either of us have the skill or time to do. Um, show notes, images, social shares, our Facebook group, scheduling the guests, scheduling the guests, sending them emails after there's so much that goes into a podcast, um, which sort of leads to like, you know, why do, why do you do it? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're so much fun. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I listen, I, it's funny. I, I think people ask me this all the time, like, why do you podcast or what, what made you choose a podcast? Because I think particularly now, because podcasts are so popular and they've seen such a resurgence, even from when I started this a few years ago, people were not podcasting nearly as much. No, I agree. There's yeah. new podcasts like all oh, the time now. Oh my gosh. Every, and what I think is really interesting and smart is businesses. I'm not even talking about like online businesses the way in our, like in the space that we're in, but like brick and mortar businesses or, you know, geographically, like, you know, a geographically located business, one that's, that's local, they're starting to do podcasts because they realize that people are, are listening so much more and the value in them. And I think for me, it is, I, I, I think a lot of it depends on your subject matter. Um, For me, the subject matter that I'm an expert in is often really hard to read. (laughs) That is so true. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm I'm also a better talker than I am a writer. Uh, I write. I like. I don't know. You're a great writer too, though. I do really love writing um, stories and memoir style, but I'm you know writing dry legal stuff. It's very hard to make it interesting. It's far easier to make it interesting when I'm talking and sharing a story. That's why I keep podcasting because I want to make content. It's important to create content when you're uh, you know in the space that we're in, uh, and I'm just a better talker than I am <laughs> a writer. Well, and it's again like your topic. It's just easier for people to swallow when they're listening instead of having yeah. to try to read it. I got quite a few emails on the privacy one. They're like, oh my God. I'm like, you got to know it though. It's important information. I made it short, sweet, and as manageable as possible. But you got to know it. No, I agree. For me, it's it might seem a little less clear because I don't have like I don't have one specific thing like legal topics that I'm like trying to share. 
Um, but for me, it goes to, well, one, the community aspect and like put really putting myself out there in a different way, I think is a big thing for me. So sharing my stories, but then also highlighting the other people because I too also love the Fearless Founder episodes. They're so much fun. So being able to do that and just getting comfortable with my voice. I know we've talked about it before. Or I've said it on on other episodes, but that in itself is a big thing for me over time to be putting myself out there in a different in a different way. And then also sharing, you know, sharing materials, whatever they might be, solo episodes or experiences or whatever. I think it's been so good for your change in how you share and, and comfort and talking. And it helps you at your live events. It helps you through all of that. There's I've drastically changed at my live events. Yeah. yeah. And I think podcasting, I think podcasting has definitely helped. It's like a, I think I said this chronic, it's like a muscle, you know, you have to like practice and like keep working at to get comfortable with like, that's, that's the only way it's going to happen. It's practice, not avoiding it. So that is so true. That's been a big, a big thing. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, uh, you have to practice the where I was say five years ago when I first started speaking in front of live groups or appearing on podcasts is far different than now. It's, un- it's shocking. The yeah. Changes even on other make. people's podcasts too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to be, uh, I always liked it and I always found that I was okay at it. Uh, but I've gotten so much better at it over the years, particularly live events. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're great at live events. But it it was in the beginning, it was way harder. It was definitely I was nervous. I practiced. I practiced so much more like I was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It really just comes with experience. I read a thing once, too, from Rachel Hollis um, that she had left like her first blog post up. She left it up and she was like, it's like the worst blog post ever. But I purposely leave it up because it shows how much I've changed and grown over time. And I thought thought it was a good point. Yeah. When I look back at those old, (laughs) it hurts. Old videos, old pictures, old podcasts. Yeah. Please. Me even just like on our first episode of this podcast, like a year ago is like so different than now. That was really interesting because (laughs) I had been podcasting for say a year and a half before you joined. And so that was like a, that was an interesting experience being one that we were good friends, two that we knew each other in person and saw each other pretty frequently. Um, and we were just in a different place in podcasting because I'd just been doing it longer. Because you had been doing it longer. Yeah. Yeah. And that so- must have been weird for you. I mean, it was obviously weird for me because I was new. Um, but it must have been weird for you too because you were already used to it. So you're like, okay, now I have this new person. How do I do that? No, I so it's funny. I I felt bad because I was like, oh, man, I want to make sure that I'm giving you the space that I had when I first started, because the assumption, you know, isn't that I it took me the same amount of time as it took you to feel comfortable. And so it was sort of unfair because I already had that experience. Um, So it was just an interesting, like giving you the opportunity to like take the time and do the practice. And I didn't want you to be like get discouraged. Yeah, yeah, I practiced like a few times for for yeah. a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like nodding his head. Yes, I have oceans of patience for Mary. <laughs> Thank you, Don, for all of your patience with me. I always love when uh, we're on a call and Don will be like, um, do you have a few minutes after? And you're like, oh, yeah. what did I do? What did I do? I still get those, but we all get those. <laughs> but it's good because 
you know, you want to improve. I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not even in this space. Actually, it's funny. So, so I just had the last round of launch for the Transitions Collective. And um, I talked to one of my friends like after doors closed and I was like, it's really crazy because I feel like every launch to some degree is going to feel like frazzled and hectic and just like so much going on, even though, I mean, you can guess. I haven't told you, but you could probably guess how prepared I was beforehand. I was very prepared, no. but even still you have this feeling. <laughs> and and I was like, so basically like as entrepreneurs were, you know, we're gluttons for punishment because already I'm like, okay, and I'm going to do this for next launch and that for next launch. Oh yeah. Yeah. We just we're like, mas- we're masochists. <laughs> yeah. We just keep coming back for the pain. Yeah. It's like, oh, uncomfortable. Yep, that's my new normal. Yeah. Bring it on. It's like when you go to the gym, right? You're at the gym. Yeah. And there's like a really hard workout and you're so pissed the whole time. You're like, oh, this sucks. And then when it's over, you're like, that was incredible. Let's do that again tomorrow. Can I repeat that? I had one of those this morning. Oh. And I was like, gonna like, oh my God. I was like losing my mind. I was like, I can't do anymore. Yeah. And then I came home. I'm like, I feel fantastic. Yeah. This is why people have multiple babies. You get like amnesia. Yeah. It's how the human race continues. Because totally. if you really remembered yes. the discomfort remember, of it, no way. <laughs> it's the same. No way. You have Possible. amnesia. Otherwise, we'd never keep doing it. It's hard. The discomfort of something new and, and you know, putting yourself out there is hard. It's hard every week to come on and interview somebody and to, you know, talk about something you're an expert in and, and give that information and, and hope that you're helping someone. Right. You know what else I learned that I think is interesting and probably not people, something people probably don't think about as much is also the skill of interviewing. Oh, yes. I love that you said that. Yeah, because like what it takes to interview someone else, whether you know them or not, like and even if you know them, they could show up differently when you're interviewing them. Or if you don't know them at all, you don't know what to expect. And another, you know, thank you, Don, for like teaching me through this kind of stuff. But it's it's true that it's it's a very like dynamic thing. You have to be like always thinking and always on. And for me, it gave me like a way like bigger respect for so many people that are amazing interviewers that like you don't even think about it, you know, like you don't even think about what like six interviews on 60 Minutes or like on Oprah or something. But it's like. Wow. It's an incredible skill. And it is one that either comes naturally or doesn't. You certainly can work on it. You can make it better. There are some people who are just like natural born interviewers. Oh, great. There's, um, I do, I have, there's one podcast that I occasionally listen to. Um, he's been podcasting forever. Most people have heard of it, but it's Mark Maron's podcast, WTF. And I think he, one of the reasons I listen to it is because I think he's an unbelievable interviewer. He knows exactly when to, how to guide the conversation. He knows to bring it back when someone's gone. I mean, he's dealing with celebrities who often will talk for a really long time or sometimes won't give him anything. Or won't give him anything like deep enough. Yeah. And he really, he pushes in a respectful way. I actually saw a live taping. Don was there for this. Remember this, Don? We saw a live taping of the Dax Shepard podcast. Um, Yes. And I will tell you, his interview on no armchair expert he taped it live at a conference Don and I were both at where he interviewed a guest and it was really interesting because he pushed that guest in a really bad way and there was palpable tension in the room because the guest wanted not to answer these questions and the questions were they just 
they didn't matter. Like, I don't think anyone in the audience cared about this subject, but clearly Dak Shepard had held on to the subject for a really long time. And it was an important subject to him. But the 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 guest was kind of like, this is so personal and I'm not interested in talking about it. Um, and watching that versus watching um, how Mark Marin deals with those situations, it was a very different experience. Um, and it, it was just a really, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> seeing them live is it makes a big difference too like the at how i built this those were all then oh yeah they're replay they're gonna replay them all as podcasts too. the interviews that guy Raz did on stage and that was that was also very interesting like so many like subtle things and like even when he pauses or you know like takes a break or shifts gear or tries to get them back on track it's fascinating it's really really cool yeah and a lot of it the editing obviously changes things i mean poor 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 gail king is dealing with that right now (laughs) but but yeah the editing can certainly change things uh but the way that i think it's really interesting because you can really see the interviewers who are the really good active listeners because they're the ones who are not necessarily planning their next question but they're listening to the actual answers and then they're not they don't have a script so they're adjusting what they're talking about based on where the guest is going. Those are the best interview. They're just conversations. I mean, it's what, you know, any guest that comes on, that's the first thing the instructions we give is we're just having a conversation, like, just answer honestly, uh, go with it, don't edit yourself. And, you know, it, those are the best ones The when the people are, are most are just able to kind of chat. Yeah, I agree. They're not selling, they're not pitching yeah interview i feel like i'm otherwise they sound like a robot yeah and my problem is i'm trained as a litigator so i i will depose people and i learned how to take depositions and that is not good we are so opposite for so many things yeah it's so funny because i would probably like let people walk all over me yeah (laughs) me i'm like a bulldog I'm like you are going to answer this question whether it kills me or not um and so I needed to learn to I mean I did learn the skill of being able to actively listening and follow the path because sometimes a uh, someone you're a witness will give you something they don't even realize they're giving you so those are skills I've definitely learned but the way that I approach it is a lot different although I've always led with you know a sort of more relaxed type of attitude it's still a very formal environment when you have a court reporter sitting next to you like taking notes and you know objections and aggressive lawyers and and things like that it's harder to have the subject actually relax <laughs> um whereas in a podcast a little bit like, different but i had relaxing to... about that situation no there's nothing relaxing about a deposition <laughs> Uh, and so the i had to sort of adjust my at it the way that i approach interviewing people because that's where I come at it from. <laughs> I was like, I do not need to get them to admit anything. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I could do that. <laughs> That'd be fine. I don't think anyone. I was going to say no one would listen, but that's not true. Maybe I actually people listen. think they might. Those like crime podcasts are very popular, aren't people they? People love the crime podcasts. I never did criminal, so mine weren't even that interesting. They were all like business people. <sighs> yes, it was not that not that exciting. Well, there was often crime, but we weren't dealing with it. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I think interviewing is is a big and that's a that's such a good skill to have. For so many things. I mean, it it helps for so many things, but that's something that I definitely found was was huge like in this past year, along with my voice was also interviewing people and getting used to that. Yeah, I I definitely have reapproached how 
I want to continue to create content, how that's changed, um, the types of content I want to create, um, the types of subjects I want to talk about has definitely changed. I've, you know, I still talk about legal, but I don't talk about it nearly as much because I feel like there's so many other great topics. Like there's just so much I see in my legal practice that is while I see it because of the legal stuff, I still, you know, get get a gl- I get a glimpse like I have this funny position where I get a glimpse into everybody's business that most people don't get when you're not sitting in my shoes and I the volume is so high and the different the businesses are so different uh it's really interesting but there's common themes through every struggle that I see business owners have. Uh, And so I feel like there's more to be. Yeah. I mean, it's like a cool case study. (laughs) Oh, you could do like an episode like on each topic of like, oh, God, yeah, issues. You know what I mean? Yes, for sure. Oh, there were content planning. I should do that. (laughs) I mean, if you just want to talk about hiring employees, I think we could do like an entire (laughs) hiring and managing employees. That's really, really fraught with issues both legal and non-legal. And I get so many calls from clients who have employees who are like, I don't even know if this is a legal issue. And I'm like, well, it is and it's not. <laughs> but let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Let me help you. Um, so there's a lot of coaching that ends up happening. Well, it's it's like it's like even for finances, we're not taught finances in school, right? We're not taught any of like the more useful, important things to know. That would be one of them. And another one is the people skill. And actually, I mean, I think people skills are going like down the tubes with the rise of technology most of the time, you know, like you don't even, you can like, you don't even have to talk to anyone. You can order online, you can get it delivered, you know, like, and people don't know how to talk to other people and interact with them. And that, is not helpful then for when they are managing, when you're managing employees. Because even at big corporations, people are not taught how to manage others. They're like, okay, you're you're promoted. So you're going to go in this manager position with like, maybe like a management 101 class, like a class for an hour. Maybe. Well, this was the issue when I was in private practice as um, in like the traditional law firm setting. You know, the people who were promoted to partner were this, they're salespeople. They're not managers. They're rainmakers. So the most powerful people in a traditional law firm are the ones with the largest book of business. Just because you're an amazing salesperson, which is all that comes from, doesn't mean that you can manage a whole staff of people. I mean, often they don't go hand in hand. <laughs> So don't keep companies, they leave managers. They leave managers. That's so true. Um, and but then add into like our world, you're talking about virtual companies, virtual employment, which sounds so sexy, right? You're like, I'm gonna start a virtual um company, my staff is gonna be flexible, I'm gonna give them I'm gonna do all of this, and then you realize the realities of that, and it is it's it's really hard. Micromanaging them. It's hard. It's or hard you to go like the not other way. micromanage or sometimes And I'm guilty of this, like even in my own business, you know, I actually just literally this morning had a call with one of my employees and I'm like, I feel like something's off, you know, what's going on or like, what am I, what support am I not giving you? Like we need to track things a little bit differently. And it's not that she's necessarily doing anything wrong, but she also, you know, I think I assume that because I try to make myself approachable that my employees, if there is an issue, they'll come to me. But the fact is I am their boss. 
And so you have to remember that they're not always going to speak up and be like, I need help because they're afraid they're going to get fired. And so that's my job. It's my responsibility to do those check-ins and be like, are you okay? What's going on here? I'm noticing something different here. Like, let me help you. And literally a simple 15 minute phone call with her, we uncovered the issue. And I think we're going to be fine. And we have like new things in place. Um, But I get lost and caught in the daily everything. Because you're also trying to like, yeah, do all of your other stuff. Yeah. Building your business and all, you know, it's a running a a lot of moving parts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know we we totally went down a rabbit hole of all the things. So future, future episodes. We did do that great episode with Nikki um hr from hr answers and that was really good um but i feel like we should do more of that cuz that's definitely one of the a big area that i see people um certainly struggling with and then client relations is another huge one it all goes I, that all goes into like the whole brain thinking stuff that i do too which you know we've talked about before and like incorporating that more but it all goes to that to different people's thinking preferences and then how they interact with each other either through management or communication or, you know, it could be project management, could be all different things, but yeah. And also sort of knowing when to walk away when it's time, like knowing the correct time to say, okay, this, this relationship isn't working. Um, I just recently had an interaction uh, where it was a potential client and I could just see already that like the way I work wasn't going to be a fit for her, but she really wanted us to work together. And I, I finally turned to her and I was like, we're not going to be a fit. Like you need something very different than what I offer. So I would suggest looking for something else. Um, And she was like, I don't understand. And I'm like, no, I can see the now that I've been doing it long enough, I see the writing on the wall. Um, And frankly, I I think she's not ready for legal is really the problem. Um, And so but now I can see that because, you know, the many years of experience in doing it. um, And so client relations often is... uh, and hopefully those mistakes that are made, which goes back to my original failure, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a huge epic failure where you're like in the corner weeping. It could really be like a, a bad interaction or you reacted poorly to something or, you know, you didn't you weren't timely or whatever the case may be. It's being able to sit back and look at all of those. And hopefully when you have those they are not too expensive. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, they're going to happen, though. I mean, there's always going to be some sort of, you know, I call it the cost of doing business. That's where I mean, that's where the lessons are, too. So all of my biggest things have like anything that's gone like very wrong, like made something else go right later. So yes, that's what I keep. So I feel like that's sort of but that's kind of been our theme of our whole podcast since we, you know, picked the name. You know, we thought long and hard about the name and we really like and I really feel like it's a lot of the stuff that we talk about. I is do the love stuff. the name. I love the name. <laughs> Fearless is just a word that's always very much resonated with me. I definitely think that dive being able to dive in and, and create information and, and provide resources for around topics that people are afraid of or don't want to deal with or are hard. I mean, the fact is they can be really challenging is what I think why I continue to do it, what I like to do is to make it feel more accessible and more okay when stuff goes bad or when you feel overwhelmed or a topic scares you or you don't want to deal with it or you're not sure if you're ready. That's my goal and hope that we provide resources. And 
in doing so, not only providing the information, but showing how you're just like every other founder. <laughs> yes. I, yes, exactly. That's what I love to back to the point of like, you know, in some way, like anyone can do what they want to do, but obviously that's very big in general, but like, you know, someone else could sell mesh underwear just like me, you know what I mean? So it's like, how, how do you make what you're going through relatable to those, to those other people? Yes. And even though anyone probably, not anyone, but other people could, they don't. Right. Right. That is Well, whatever it is that they choose that they yeah. want to sell or do or whatever. Or maybe they yeah. never choose. Like we, I also find that we live in a bit of a bubble, right? Like our network that is outside of our social life is filled with people running their own businesses. But the fact is like not, that's not, that's not typical. That's so true because I, I even think about it sometimes like from before I was in corporate, like when I was in corporate, even like two years ago, I had no idea about like most of this stuff. Well, I remember when I first met you, when you started the group, the, our local networking group, and you said to me, I'll never forget this conversation we had. You were like, I have, you know, these really good friends. They're both, you know, friends and also they're professionals and they literally cannot understand why I'm doing this. And it's true. Like most of my friends are like, I don't know what you do <laughs> or why you do it or any it's of that. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, they don't people think like, what do you mean you have a meeting? Like what's your meeting? Like your home, you know, like it's so, I'm like, um, I, I do have a meeting because it takes work to like manage, you know, all of this stuff. Well, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I have five employees and people are like, what? Like, yes, I have five employees that rely on me for a paycheck to live. Super impressive, by the way. Well, thank you. But it's just so funny, like what friends will be like, you do what? And that's cool. They've known me for a long time. And I don't I don't want to only be defined by my work. I, I, you know, I we talk about identity, but I don't only want to be defined by my work. I don't only want to be defined by being a mom. I don't you know, I'm all of those things. And there are just some people in your life who are going to get pieces of it and other people who are going to get other pieces. Um, but we definitely because this is our day to day, all day, every day, we think that most people under they don't. <laughs> so it can feel lonely. It can be lonely, particularly if you don't have a partner or, you know, you're or you don't have employees or any of it. Even with employees, like they're not they're in it with you, but it's not the same. It's not the same. No, yeah. it's not, you know. It's a totally different relationship. Yeah. That you're the one in charge and really the one like that everything falls on. Yeah. It's a very different position to be in. If I suddenly stop signing clients like goodbye it's over it's not like they're bringing them in um you know i have to i'm signing a lease on a space and Yay. who do you think thank you who do you think's going to personally guarantee that space <laughs> it's going to be me yeah it's a very that's a very good point it's a very big difference even from where i was like yeah about 2 years ago because it was like what is you know all of this life like, I mean, really, I didn't start learning any of it. So maybe maybe it's a little longer, but I didn't start learning most of that until I had the meetup and met all of you. Because before that, I was just I was just on my own and going to my corporate job and working at night and just kind of like, yeah, feeling like I was losing my mind. Now I feel like I lose my mind with a bunch of other people. It's a lot more fun. It is much more fun <laughs> when you get the, email, the, the text that's like, I need a sanity check. Yeah. <laughs> Gut check. Yeah, that's important. So we can be the listeners gut checks. <laughs> Let us know what you need. 
So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited. Congratulations to us for making a hundred. It's a lot. We need, of course, a lot of great music in yes. here in this episode. Season. Thank you, we, Don. We certainly do have to shout out our awesome producer, Don, from the Raven yes. Media Group mm-hmm. for helping us. Puts up with us. He does. <laughs> He's very patient, very helpful. He goes over and ab- like above and beyond what we pay him for sometimes. <laughs> we're all re- sometimes he's we're like all recording right so he has proof that jamie just said something really nice i did no he's good he's very very good he's very very patient most of the time occasionally not but we're all human right, right. um so thank you john thanks john yeah so we look forward to 100 more more good content we always obviously want to hear what everybody wants to hear about so if there if there are topics you're interested in let us know we have some really cool uh, interviews coming up. Um, obviously, Mary and I are down to do more solo episodes. So let and us fearless know. Fearless founders. If yes. You, if you know a fearless founder or you want to be one, yes. you know, featured, let us know that too. Yes. All of it. Cool. So many options. You know what else I love? I will. I will end on this one thing. Like we have variety in the podcast. I do love that. Yes, we do. Lots of different types of businesses. Lots of different types of people. All different professions like fearless founder interviews versus learning about a topic versus solo shows you know like solo shows i like that i do too it's fun so yeah tell we'll us more celebrate us I know, we're amazing people agree with that we're amazing so i look forward to 100 more of these we'll see what 200 brings <laughs> thank you to everyone for listening and we'll see you next week bye Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit thetransitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.